Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. It's your girl, Katura. I'm Joe. It's Courtney. And this is Tanisha. Welcome to Brown Epiphany. Hey. Hi, everybody. Okay, so you guys know the drill. We're going to have a feeling word. And if you could meet one celebrity, dead or alive, what celebrity would that be? And what question would you ask them? <laughs> um, we need advance notice. <laughs> I can't even think of one off top, but um, feeling word today. I'm okay. Do I need to do better than that? No, it's different. Nah, it's yeah, it's different. Courtney <laughs> giving me the rolling eyes moment. No, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about uh, this dead celebrity. <laughs> Dead, dead or, or alive. alive. I want to do dead. I feel like that's more deep. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. I don't know. Um, oh, it's six feet. Yes. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> got it. Um, dead or alive. Honestly, I wouldn't have a question to ask, but I would like to touch the hem of his garment. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I predicted that that's what I'm going to say. Glory. I can't think of anybody else. Come back to me. <laughs> Jesus is alive, girl. Forever. Well, um, I'm feeling low energy today. Not in a bad way or anything like that. I'm just tired because um, I only got like three hours of sleep. And um, so I'm not putting a lot of thought into this. So my easy go-to <laughs> person would be Michelle Obama. Um, and the question that I would ask her is, um, how did she turn her cheek so many times? Mm. You know, she turned the other cheek quite a lot because people tried her a lot. They did. Mm. That's Jesus living on the inside. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how she did that. I, yeah, you could ask me that. <laughs> I would say that I'm feeling good, feeling great. Uh, just glad the week began on Tuesday, so just a couple more days in the work week. Mm. And if I had to think of a celebrity dead or alive to ask a question to, I would say Viola Davis, only because she's really inspirational. So the question I'll ask her is how she was able to get, even though I read her book or listened to it, uh, how she was able to get through her adversity to be as the top notch actress that she is and what her life experiences were and piggybacking off of those experiences. Mm. Mm -hmm. People used to make fun of me when I was a kid and say I look like Viola Davis. Make fun of you? Yeah. Lord. Like I was like 12 being compared to like a 40 year old. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I knew her. Were you Who, yeah, I don't. Was she really around, around that long? <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Wait. I thought she had old, her 40? This was definitely when I was in middle school. Well, you know what? She was in smaller stuff throughout, I think, probably like in her later 20s, 30s. So maybe well, at a certain point, like, they're probably comparing, comparing her. Me too. Speaking of to when she did become big. Randomly, I don't really read autobiographies mm -hmm. um, that much, but I've been reading um, Jeanette McCurdy. The Hers one, like, was um, so good. I, like I'm glad my mom died or something. It was really good. And I is, know it sounds bad, but if is, you listen to it. It is yeah. um it is good, but it's also very sad. Um, yeah, very disturbing. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that's what it sounds like from yeah, the title. Sad. <laughs> like, I would never. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was in Medea Goes to Jail. That what, was in 2009. What was it? Oh. Medea Goes to Jail. Oh, I don't know okay. what that is. Medea Goes movie, to Jail. Medea oh, Medea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I mean, her maybe. That, I wouldn't but. be surprised, but they probably were uh, comparing you to her new, more modern, broadened day. She was in Get work. Rich or Die Trying. I don't in remember. In 2005 that. with 50 Cent. Now, that's my movie because that's my man. <laughs> I mean, that's my old man. In that movie? That's my old man. No, I don't remember her, oh. but I used to love that movie because that's the only way I could see She's him. been around since the, the 90s. Yeah. From what I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but I probably didn't still know. Okay, got mm -hmm. it, got it. Okay. Well, sorry to not sorry to hear that, but they were mean because they were trying to be mean. That's part. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. But why is that mean? I, I think they were trying. They were doing it. It was a dark skin joke. Yeah. It was a dark skin joke to try to be insulting. Yeah. So they were like, "You look like another dark skin person." Yeah. 
Yeah, but <laughs> considering <laughs> this person is twenty years older than me, I don't know if they were trying to. I don't know what the joke was. I wouldn't have known. Like I promise you, I didn't know who she was when you were twelve. And you mean the award-winning actress? Thank you. <laughs> like that's yeah. so dumb. See, like right. Because her <laughs> like, didn't know she was dark skinned. <laughs> like yeah, kids dumb. are kids are. First of all, you know yeah, how they true. are. They just say stuff. It yeah. don't have to make sense, but they. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. They intended. I had to go home right. and Google who it was. That's what I'm saying. I, mm-hmm. I would have been like, who? <laughs> right. Someone called me a gremlin once. I didn't know what it looked like until oh, years later. Oh, that movie, The Gremlin? Yeah, they said it I looked like them. a gremlin. I love um, That's not what the picture's on. I still don't no, know what a like gremlin looked like. Huh? What did it um, look like, Courtney? The gremlin. So tell me how I never looked it up until I was an adult, and then I that realized. movie. I still don't know I what still it looked like. That movie, y'all. Oh, but um, Courtney, you I'm sorry, see I didn't go. <laughs> you gotta see. I the look. Isn't he cute? Yeah, Gizmo. He's so cute. Let me see. I don't think that they was calling you cute, Joe. They was calling you cute. That was the intent, but of course, kids are trying to be me, but. That's but that's the that's okay, the, no, okay that one is a little scary. Okay, that's what I actually found on Google. But no, Gizmo <laughs> is cute. Well, to prove a point, you will get the cute you picture. Get the cute picture. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, but it wasn't even Thank creative. You. I look nothing like it. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them. <laughs> oh, I wonder no. if I could find that movie. Okay, uh, I probably whatever. My feeling word is, I am feeling inspired. Mm. And I would want to meet, and I am going to meet Oprah. And when I meet her, I got two questions. Can I have a hug? Oh, my God. Okay. So she can, you know, rub off that wealth energy on me. And then my second question is, can I have a million dollars? (laughs) (laughs) Both are possible. Right. What y'all think? You get a million. That's a hundred dollars to her. Exactly. So why, change. I, I don't want to go through the. How did you get the money? I don't care. But Just can you, I have it? But did you guys <laughs> see how um, people are like, going in on um, Oprah and, and the Rock? The Rock mm-hmm. because um, like the Maui thing, they're doing like a let's raise ten million dollars for Maui, and people are like, <laughs> Oprah, you're a billionaire, and the Rock is close to being a billionaire, but. Okay, so that is something that like irritates me about celebrities because I feel like in some ways it's obviously I'm not one of those people who believes in counting somebody else's coins because you know like that's not my business. I don't handle your finances. But like when celebrities are like doing fundraisers for stuff, I'm like, you could really just cut a check. Like when um, I can't remember what was going on during COVID, <laughs> and uh, Kim Kardashian was like, oh, buy my skins and like. 25% of what you buy is going to go towards this or like 50% of it is and people well, were like you know that they do that at deaf. all businesses because like Walgreens would do it they add a dollar to St. Jude's so what they do is they front the donation and then they earn the money back on you giving 25% Per your skims, um, so I mean, so I it's like y'all they get the tax write off yeah. for donating, and then y'all buy it all back in profit. Okay, but right. for me, I like, I can, or you I, donate your change at CVS. Yes, well, I don't round it. I don't do that either because I know do you what want they're to round doing. Up? No, I do not want to round up because <laughs> I'm actually one of the poor people that you should be rounding up. For me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I like, round I, down. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. Give me, give it to me. going on and I want to be a part of it but like the version of being a part of it to me is like it's like when they did that video during COVID where they were like oh guys stay home and you know like um we're all in this together and it's like no girl we're not because your backyard looks like an oasis <laughs> like, like, like it looks like an oasis like you, you live, jog around your property you live in a resort like, <laughs> Like, whereas me in my one bedroom apartment, no girl, like, no, I will go we for are walks. Stuck. <laughs> I, got, I don't know. I Meditate don't, to get out of here. I don't know that I would visualize it. I don't know that I would be one, no matter how rich I am, donating $10 million anywhere. I, I personally 
can't see that because y'all gotta remember like these people live like millionaires too like the bills we pay that equate to what we make <laughs> they doing that too on their high dollar but i'm like they're living in hundred million tax dollar brackets. houses no yeah. but if you're i feel like if you but here's the thing <laughs> this that is would not be the fine, trending y'all but, but it's good okay <laughs> but that would be fine if their money did not continuously multiply like you know what I mean like because mm-hmm. I feel like for regular people the possibility of getting fired or you're getting laid off is real mm-hmm. you know like and a lot of people um, the average person in America at least lives paycheck to paycheck they're not living paycheck to paycheck like if you could be so wealthy like Elon Musk oh, I hate the fact that I said his name or the <laughs> other one Jeff Bezos and like the Earth has gotten <laughs> so boring so to the point where now you're venturing to Mars <laughs> you can stand to donate 10 million dollars like he bought Twitter and is like outright destroying Twitter for 44 what million or billion I can't remember so like like but also Rob and I feel very strongly that like billionaires should not exist wow if we got to if (laughs) we got to like a billion dollars we like i feel like we'd have to like continuously like donate because it's i just i feel like it just does not sit well with me that we can have on the same earth multiple billionaires and then like people are like feed the children in africa which africa is not the only country that has kids that are not eating by the way there are kids in america that are not eating africa also has more than enough millionaires too to take care of their well no but that's what i'm saying but i'm not just talking about america i'm saying on earth as a whole like we all have a responsibility to each other so like people living in that well to where you could pay $250,000 to go to the bottom of the ocean and die. Um, like, you, you, like, you have, like, okay, may their souls rest in peace. I didn't know that like, in such a terrible way. But, like, but what I'm saying is, like, if you have that much money to where, like, normal earth things are boring for you, you have money to give, like, yeah. I don't know, like sponsor. They do though, but just a whole misunderstood I mean, that billionaires don't don't donate. I can imagine myself being a billionaire and I'm donating, but nobody would know where I'm donating to. I don't have to put it on nice, blast. It's, it's a whole other conversation, write-off. like about just getting to a place where we can be less of a quote-unquote capitalist country because mm-hmm. that is the reason we are in this issue in the I first place. I think they do donate, but then it's like, okay, yeah, I donated like $50 million in my pay this year and then something out of nowhere happens in Maui and y'all are like, do another 10. Like, I donate year-round. I didn't know this was going to happen in Maui. Otherwise, I would have gave that to them instead of St. Jude's. Like, I don't know. Like, we just really don't know. Like you said, clock and pockets. We can't do it. We can't assume. We can't assume. Um, I mean, that's just celebrities. I'm a regular person, so I'm going to assume. So, (laughs) celebrities, we have to go from individualistic. I'm a little more than regular. Uh, Okay, Courtney. You said you told me regular. Well, more than regular. Oh, okay. We have to to go from individual to community minded if you want that, Joe. I would would get back to my own surrounding before I would drop a bunch of money on like a hospital or something. I I think I would give directly to to my community where I know it's going, where I'm firsthand. I'm gonna start my own charity. Y'all getting me and I'll disperse. Like I'm I personally yeah. wouldn't see myself handing over ten million dollars to a name brand. Yeah. Well, I, no, I just I, I, I can't see it. I, I would have to be out there yeah. in them streets with my ten million. Cause, yeah. cause those people on top of them charities be driving, well, be driving Maseratis and yeah. Lamborghinis. You have yes. to trust it. And you're working for a nonprofit. The trickle like, down is just not really there. Cause like it's a very small percentage that actually goes um, to people. But one thing that I will call myself out on is if I did have a lot of money, um, I know that my problem stuff that I'm gonna need to work on is. Um, I'm going to have to just <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> what? like I want to help people, but I want to help people in the way that I want to help them. So like, and I mean that like in the sense of like 
scholarships to go to school, I'm not necessarily giving you the money directly. <laughs> like, right, yeah, you know, like yeah. that. So, which I mean, like, I feel like that. That's fair. But, I, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Okay, yeah. but like, some people are just like, oh no, like, give me the money. Like, no, that's fair. Because I, I feel like even if, even if I was going to give back to my community, mm-hmm. give me your rental portal and I'll go make a payment. Pay, yes. or, or tell me where your leasing office <laughs> is at and I'll make it. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think that I would give certain people money, but you also have to use wisdom in giving or helping other people at the same time. Mm -hmm. If I'm trying to do something to help you, I'm not going to hand you cash to stay in the same cycle. Yes. You know, it's a reason you're you're where you are now and it's money management. Mm -hmm. Why would I turn around and give you rent in your hand? Right. And I hope y'all keep that same energy when it's time for y'all to get donated to and they want to pay your bill or whatever. I would oh, be no. so grateful. Oh, no, listen. I have said, Because so when they drop them student loans, no, 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 I want cash in hand. No, no, no. You don't have to give me the money. You can pay it directly to Nelnet. That is my student loan. So if Navient. anybody wants my... Yeah, Nelnet, you could pay off um, my mortgage. I will tell you, it is late for you. Um, you can pay off my car. Because for me, I'm like, you don't even have to give me the money get me debt free and i'll figure and myself I'm, and I'm out grateful. and i'm grateful I, I will I'm do good. the rest. i don't need to see the money i yeah. just want a letter that says that you are now debt free <laughs> in jesus name Amen. Yes. <laughs> and it is so right you know i believe in a listener will listen up enough oh yeah no i and and those names that i said are actually the names of my um my so y'all providers. be a blessing yes. they're for real <laughs> I take my money in hand. I'm disciplined, okay? You don't gotta be afraid of my hand. We talk about helping people that's not well off. You know what I'm saying? Well, Joe said I'm regular. And well, then you I said you weren't. <laughs> Let's go with what she said. We're, go back. We're helping less than. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, not, you, not you regular middle class. <laughs> <laughs> y'all so funny. What's trending today? We done got all off topic, but that was fun. Yeah, I hope that was fun. I that was, that was kind of a trending, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, yeah well, that was. Um, Oprah, you heard me. The Rock okay. and Oprah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but um, okay, so I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter because um, that's still what I'm gonna call it is Twitter. I don't know what that letter is. Um, there was a young black woman who posted a video um, with her face swollen, and um, she—I don't know—she was like at a club or something. But the story that she was telling was that some guy asked for her phone number and she said no and he hit her in the face with a brick mm. and um the video itself isn't of her getting hit but of her kind of like yelling and going off and clearly is hysterical about how there were so many men in the surrounding area and not a single one of them did anything and so this video has now led to like discussions on twitter where um Yes, you guessed it. It is a toxic pit um, where there's like multiple black men and other women who are saying things um, like they're making reference to videos that she's made in the past where she said like, oh, men are not providers and men are not protectors. And um, because uh, they only protect women that are their possessions or something like that. So there's like black women that are there like, oh, well, you know, you manifest the energy that you put out there. So if you're being negative like that towards men, then this is what you get. Or there's like other black men who are like, oh, well, you know, she had all the smoke for black men. So like now why is she expecting them um, to defend her? Wait, for black men only or just men in general? Oh, well, I think her vid- the video that I saw like was a clip, and I think it was just her referring to men in general. Okay. Um, which, I mean, what she said is actually true. So, like... Well, that part, and I don't think it's an excuse for men to use as to why they didn't protect or provide. That's one. And two, the men that didn't protect her in that period didn't know not a nothing about her. They just knew that she was a woman who was in distress, and they weren't able to provide assistance. And like you just said, there is this period now where each man for himself, uh, a lot of men 
are not in a position where they feel they should be helping a woman or certain women because they're not providing a service or something for them. Like Mm -hmm. whether that would be sex or companionship or a friendship, whatever Mm -hmm. role you possess, if you don't serve in that role and you're just a regular schmegla woman that you just happen to be out in these streets, they're not going to provide a certain level of protection. Now, this is not all encompassing, obviously, but it is a common behavioral trait now in 2023. Right. So we expect the men to kind of step in. I'm asking, um, like, step in and do something about that. I full-blown expect anybody who's around to at least speak up. Like, so for me, I'm a smaller individual. Mm -hmm. um, So, like, I'm not necessarily going to be, like, running and jumping on top of this guy's back. Mm -hmm. But I got your back. I'm going to call 911, and I'm going to be yelling at him, like, like, cause it's, I just don't see like, cause for me, this isn't necessarily even speaking to like, oh, male, female, whatever. It's like, we're all human. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm seeing somebody getting the mess beat out of them, like I'm going to say something. It was the same thing as that, like one lady in, um, I don't know if it was Chicago, the one where the guy, um, her, her son shot and killed the guy mm-hmm. because, oh, because he was, he was, he was yeah. and there were people there, there who were just there. stepping aside. And so I, Men, I feel like, too. yeah. And I feel like we have a responsibility to each other as humans. So like, I don't care if her ideas are like, Oh, all men suck or whatever, because maybe in her experience, the men that she has experienced do suck. Right. So like, I'm, I'm going to say something or, you know, like I'm going to try to intervene in the way that I can yeah I mean I would 100% expect somebody mm-hmm. to do something like I, I I'm not there I don't know if there's video of this encounter but we don't know if that man hit her and stayed stuck around I mean I don't really know mm-hmm. you know what the story was but somebody should have been able to grab that man keep him to the police get here like now I'm walking away with a brick to the face mm-hmm. and do I even know who just hit me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I just feel like get a license plate for me or something. Mm-hmm. Where is this man going? I feel like, you know, it was a situation like that that happened, I think, on like a subway or something where a girl was in real time getting raped on a subway and people were recording. Nobody stopped. I don't New I don't know if they imagine that like, can't be real. I don't know if they thought it was no, a no, skit. I, think it is I don't like, know if they thought it was a skit. I don't but know. New York is a different I don't know, place. but this girl it's literally got raped <laughs> on a subway and and we we're talking New York. We know how many people's on the subway. They're sitting hip to hip on this thing majority of the time. People are standing majority of the time. She's screaming for her life so much so that she finally just stopped. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's a really sad place like you said for us to be just human you know and we know the disgusting things that go on in this world we know the bad things that people do and it's like i don't know i feel like one time you can't help yeah (laughs) i mean this is not a every day you're not going to come across an occurrence where you got to step in for a stranger i have yet to have that encounter in my entire Mm -hmm. life where i felt like somebody needs me like you know the one time is you're there man take that risk <laughs> i mean you know there's there's a lot to consider though and, yeah. and i feel like um i learned this in school at one point <laughs> in some of them college classes <laughs> um, the bystander uh, by, yeah the bystander effect so i think that uh, of course comes into play but then nowadays i feel like you can't say anything to anybody without almost risking your life as mm-hmm. before we used to be able to say something and um do something about a situation potentially like I've helped people before <laughs> but now like I I would think twice about it too because I don't know this person has a gun I don't want to risk my life for something that could be something as simple as not simple let me not say that but him right. hitting her in the face with a brick and then walking off and and doing what he's doing yes I would do something like get a license plate yes I would probably yell for my car and I don't know, I, depending on the situation, I might stay in my car and, and nudge him with my car a little bit. I don't mm. know. Pretend run over. I'm just saying. So It's all about the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. It, just, right. it just depends. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I can imagine like how it feels seeing that happen to a woman as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's unfair for people to bring up her past 
in that moment because we don't like when we see something happen to one of our young black men where they were shot down by the police we don't like when they come back up with pictures talking about oh they were thugs and they show pictures of them holding guns and they talk about their life prior to this moment all that matters is how the situation was handled in that moment regardless of what they do regardless of what they say we have to take accountability for this man's action and he needs to they need to find him i don't know if he's found or lost but he needs to be found right and yeah but you can't be right in the head if that is you have such an extreme reaction to somebody saying no to giving you um their number but the other part too though um sometimes is like i think there are so many people where if we don't intervene in this space here, this person is going to continue this behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Because I like, because I think sometimes it's easy to just be like, oh, you know, like maybe this is like a one-time thing or, you know, like when we don't speak up, when we know things. And I'm like, for me, it would sit on my conscience if I had the opportunity to like intervene and say something and I didn't. And then that person further down the line goes and does something. Obviously, like, I'm still not going to be like, responsible for whatever somebody else's choices are but i just think that there's a lot of crazy people in this world and we need to do like a better job of you know trying to to and i think like sometimes it's a matter of like faking the funk right you may not actually be willing to fight you know there's a lot of people (laughs) that got a big bark and no bite (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes it's a battle of who appears the craziest (laughs) and like sometimes put on a show for crying out loud like like if you need to do something to get somebody out of somebody else's face you don't necessarily have to approach that person Mm -hmm. but start throwing some threats like you crazy Mm -hmm. don't make me come over there and get in there too cause I don't and you don't even have to do nothing (laughs) you don't even approach the scene or like it's a matter of making noise like set kind of like make a yeah. scene a little yeah. bit get more mm-hmm. attention like it even doesn't even have to be for the a other person to be able to run yeah you know it doesn't like, have to and be physical run yeah. you know or whatever there's so many ways to like make it a team in, effort right make without getting thing. in mm-hmm. like get in without getting in like keep a distance but you got enough noise to make a rattle a little bit i think that when women get rowdy men automatically get rowdy i don't know like i I feel like it's a matter of making noise like i don't care if you're screaming hysterically like Mm -hmm. a haunted house and michael myers is coming you know like there's things that you could do without necessarily risking your life per se Mm -hmm. like and we talked about i think on that um one episode we talked about the woman no it was the the crazy woman that um carly russell yeah so we were talking about what we do Mm mm-hmm Oh yeah, and we were talking yeah. about what we would do. Like we Call all, we all said we ain't getting yeah. out the car. Some of I us will said, get out the car. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney said she was getting out of the car, but it's like we are willing to help and do something. Yeah. Maybe cause a scene. Maybe put some flashers on. Maybe drive your car something. in a circle, yeah. or you know, you'll you'll do something to kind of create a scene or an environment where you're not the only one who knows what's necessarily mm-hmm. going on. So it's like it's other ways to do it without like putting yourself in danger putting yourself necessarily mm-hmm. fully in danger i think you still bring some attention right but you probably won't get a break to the face either or two at the same time because let's play battle of the crazy i don't know pick up a brick too and act like you about to hit him i don't know mm-hmm. but i just i can't see myself seeing something like that and recording or not doing anything or especially if it's close enough to me i witnessed it Mm-hmm. This man is off his rocker. Like, I'm gonna make sure the girl is okay. I'm gonna make sure he can no longer get near her. Whatever I feel like you could do. And I think she was probably out on the town. They probably lit. It's probably mm-hmm. it's yeah. probably liquor involved. It's probably a very scary right. situation, nonetheless. Yeah. And we don't know where everybody's mind was at under the influence. Like, being under the influence could do one of two things: turn you all the way up or turn you all the way down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can make you do what you would not normally do do right. at the end of the day so very crazy situation though. yeah oh, one of sure. the guys um and i didn't actually watch the video but one of the guys who was there i think um respond which <laughs> okay so like just in the social media world um i don't know why people feel the need to like participate in everything especially when i'm like there's no way this was gonna make you look good because 
I'm like, one, you're a guy, and two, you were a bystander, and you didn't do anything, <laughs> and you decided to respond on TikTok to it. <laughs> like, sir, because for me personally, like, um, like, I think that there should be pictures of all of these guys posted. <laughs> and because, like, because you will not be safe with them. These are not yeah, protected. Exactly. They are not, especially too, yeah. because like some guys were um, saying things like, oh, like a guy is not obligated to do something if that's not his woman. It, like if I was with my man and he did not even try to figure something out, I'm not staying with you because mm-hmm. I don't feel safe with you mm-hmm. because like you're one of those men that subscribes to that idea that like if I'm not if a woman is not in relation to you, then you have no responsibility um, to, to her. her. Yeah. yeah, you know, and this isn't me saying that, oh, you need to go fight everybody's battle. But like there are certain situations like if people are like, you know, yelling at each other or whatever, like and it doesn't look like physically because, you know, you've seen couples like that are fighting and you know you're just like okay so they do this at least once a week probably but like obviously those situations you don't intervene but something this like her face like the one side of her face was humongous and when she was over there talking i'm like no one was even trying to like talk to him be like hey girl are are you okay and when i'm saying she was hysterical she was Mm -hmm. like sobbing as she's like saying this and trying to like talk to guys and being like you guys didn't even do anything and they're just um standing there so what about were there any women present there either like without seeing her i mean um, i know they probably didn't talk about it but i, I, I just I don't, I don't can't know. imagine i mean can we talk about how like scary it could be to even have a man ask your phone number like i just feel like these are things that we should not have to be concerned with, mm, but, we are. but we literally have to be concerned with giving a man our phone number. I always so give it to much, him. so much so yeah. that like the fake number era is is gone. over. They yeah. will call they're you, calling you face right to there, face. Right there. Now mm-hmm. you're saying they're like, uh, 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 my phone's dead. Well, it's ringing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't really, you know, lie your way out of it. Mm-hmm. Like you're face to face with this man that you don't know whether he's a threat, a danger to society, you really don't know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And now we're obligated to share something of ourselves. where our phone number is associated with a lot of things in our life. Mm-hmm. Like giving your phone number out is, I mean, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we got cash apps associated to it, Zelle and all type of stuff associated with our phone numbers. I'm sure registration comes up with my phone number on it where you can easily go from a phone number to an address. Mm-hmm. I search people all the time for my business mm-hmm. and I can see what phone carrier they have mm-hmm. and the last bill where it went to for their phone carrier mm-hmm. on the internet. Why don't so, tell the people? Huh? Well, don't tell them. What do you mean don't tell them? You just told people what you do. Now they know how to do it. Yeah, I be trying to find owners of my property. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to buy your property. I'm trying to get you some money. (laughs) I want your number for a good reason. But, you know, it's like it really is a threat to walking around and giving out your phone number where now somebody has your first and last name. Mm -hmm. And we all know what we could do with a name. Heck, Mm -hmm. Heck, we do background checks on men. Absolutely. (laughs) I I hope so. You know what I mean? Wait, what? All That's like a normal thing. Yeah, I will hope so. Mm-hmm. You do background checks. Yeah, I mean, I, you could just necessary. pay for a background check. Yeah, on yeah. if you have a first and last. Yeah, name. you can sign up for a monthly subscription for I, background checks. Yes, and you don't have to have like a professional thing attached no. to it. This is why I say this is a scary place to be oh, in, giving your phone number word. out. Like you can know everything about me in a second, and. We should not be that fearful. Mm-hmm. And then we go on the internet and see a girl got hit with a brick over her phone number. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always give my phone number out. Just for safety precautions, I'm nice about it. Um, and I tell them, I'm like, you know, call me now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see. And Will you call it from? Yeah, as soon as I leave, it blocks. Yeah. Block the number. Like, yeah, call me right now. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of do that just because you never know, like... You never know what men do, <laughs> and not mm-hmm. making excuses for them. But some women can be mean; like their egos can be bruised. You don't know what they're going through that day. The if you tell them no, depending yeah. on how they feel about it, like you don't know how how they can be triggered. Hence, yeah. we see this man was obviously triggered. Obviously, um, yes. and I would just rather give my number out. And there are ways you can block your information from online, so mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that either. So, wow. yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But I, I definitely think, yeah. We need to do something about this danger. 
That's why I try to get my Instagram. That's my number one go-to. I'd be like, I'm funny about my phone number. Well, give me your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't but, gonna never see you at the of your right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always go for social media first. Like, I try to make it funny. Um, oh, let me just get your Instagram. You know, I always start <laughs> with my social media. Even though that, that could be a thing, too. But I would so much rather you have... <laughs> My social media yes. Than my phone number. Yes. I would rather block you Every day on Instagram Than have to block A new phone number Every day <laughs> Like honestly Let's just do The social media thing yeah. I'm really Very good At easy. blocking people Or at least I used to be good At blocking people um, In the past mm -hmm. Yeah That was a great Conversation y'all So yeah. What's the Brown Azuka <laughs> <laughs> You guys know I'm Spanish Girl, by mm -hmm. empanada, Spanish by or by osmosis. No, oh. she's Nigerian, like she tells um, no, every actually, episode. Actually, from I, South Florida, so close no, to I am, I am so, empanada. Yo soy Latina. See, she does. Um, she does switched up today, but every other episode is. Well, you know, no, I'm not Nigerian. Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of who we are, today's topic is actually on identity. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who wrote this. So I don't know what um, context. Yeah, I don't know which lanes are going. But this is so. This is a lot. This could be a lot. Um, I feel like this is a familiar conversation that uh, Courtney and I have because a lot of our conversations when we talk about life and we talk about things that people are going to, we always boil down to, do you know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you. I feel like sometimes people have behaviors and tendencies where you could tell they're they're searching for something. They don't know necessarily what they're searching for or they're still trying to figure out like who they are at the end of the day. And I feel like it influences a lot of like decision making. Absolutely. Do you know who yeah. comes to mind? Like which I'm not trying to pull it from us is um Chloe Bailey. Like mm. that is That's an example. the first person that I think about like in and not even like in a judgmental way because right. like obviously she's really um young. Mm -hmm. Young. Mm -hmm. But her Summer Walker, I feel like they operate so strongly in that space of like they're lost right mm -hmm. but i'll say like the difference between chloe bailey and summer walker is you know i think summer walker is convinced that she's not um yeah <laughs> like, i definitely think chloe is like more familiar and in yeah. tune with herself and she's just trying to figure out like who chloe is yeah mm -hmm. she has a big idol they're the, they're the only girls to ever be signed by beyonce the biggest Singer, I mean, and the that's not saying a lot because that is are that's their huge. But what their careers are though, like I mean, okay. but that's fine. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's it's only been a few years, but these are girls who started on YouTube and are now the only girls ever to be signed with Beyonce, who sells out football arenas Beyonce <laughs> does but they don't so <clears throat> I mean okay. they don't but I mean Haley landed a mermaid that is killer yeah I mean that's killer you can't take that okay. so am I the only <laughs> person who don't really know what's happening with Chloe like what makes well, her just identity about, issues so not like it's not necessarily <laughs> like I, anything is it's just I think that the way that she kind of moves in the world makes it seem like she doesn't really know who she is like as a person mm -hmm. i think she seeks a lot of like um and like maybe like let's have that conversation in terms of like seeking that like external validation mm -hmm. or like or maybe we should start with the question who are, who are you, you? Yeah. right mm -hmm. who are you and where does i guess like identity come from in a sense like because i feel like that's different for some like different for different people because some people if you say like um, who are you? And, you know, they describe themselves by their careers. Mm -hmm. Or if you say, who are you? They describe themselves by, you know, like things that they're good at. And it's just like, okay. Or personality traits. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I guess identity like looks different for a lot of people. I'm just a person who can see like, just I, I don't know I can recognize very quickly like oh you don't really know who you are yet and it's okay mm -hmm. you'll you get you'll get there maybe maybe not I mean I don't yeah. think it terms, takes time but in terms like of that though like with you saying that people define mm -hmm. themselves in that way how do you define you how do I define me mm -hmm. so Courtney? so I define myself and this was this was it took a minute 
but when it comes to who I am and and what I'm true to, my identity is in in God mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, my my identity is structured in why I am placed on earth. So my purpose. So what that means, my purpose can my purpose can be one thing, but I can operate in multiple arenas. So my purpose is the same, but I can still be a wife. I can still be a mother. I can still be a friend. I can still be. Uh, um, I can operate in any career, mm-hmm. but as but as long as I'm true to my identity in God and why He sent me here, that's who I am at the core. So everything externally can change, titles, all of these things, but I am who I am. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. Who wants to answer the question? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> That's this. We talked about this at some point. I can't remember what episode it was, but we talked about uh, what that looks like in describing ourselves. And mine, maybe it was the sixteen personalities. I can't remember. But what is it that describes you the most, or how would you describe mm-hmm. yourself? And with me, it always aligned with what my purpose was. So, mm-hmm. regardless of what I became in this life, whether that was someone who was going to be single or partnered, right. whether mm-hmm. I was going to be someone who has a family or am completely far away from my family, it doesn't take away from the fact that I'm either I'm a person-centered person or I'm an individual like looking out for myself kind of person no matter Mm -hmm. where I am I'm gonna be that kind of individual so I think it really just you know I'm I'm a person who just wants to make sure that by the time I leave this earth that I leave a mark in a way that makes it better Uh, Mm -hmm. so as long as I know I'm living in a way that allows for that to transpire I know that Tanisha is being who Tanisha mm-hmm. was meant to be on this in this world. Uh, so as long as my description or adjectives that are used to describe me <laughs> fall in line with that, then mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I, I am where I'm supposed to be. And even like on socials and stuff, I know and like people put it on there unless they're trying to market and and use it for that purpose. I never liked to put my like what it is that I did like like uh, doctor yeah. this or mm-hmm. uh, cardiology nurse practitioner because that's what I am right now. But I don't feel like that is that, my identity. Ooh, I don't feel right. like that is what represents me. I just feel like that is what I do to mm-hmm. live in my purpose. It's one of the aspects. It's one of the pieces. Right. So, um, but again, for people who do, that's a big part, like Courtney was saying, of who they feel like they are. And that's a beautiful thing. And I feel like we should be able to live and and be in what makes us feel the most like ourselves. But for me, that's not something that makes me Tanisha. It's just a part of why I am Tanisha in the way that I am. Um, so everybody sees that differently. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to express it differently, and I think that's okay. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> do you want to go, Katora? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, well, I wasn't ready. You're uh, not. You was was the one. One. It was. I just can't. Like, Let me help uh, you. You're yeah, Nigerian. But, right. <laughs> I am. I am. Green, white, green, green, white, green. Um, I was gonna say. Um, I think like identity is very complex, yeah. right? And um, so I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing when people use adjectives and characteristics yeah. to. Um, define who they are because I think that all of those things like everything that we mentioned are all things that I think go into identity right so for me for instance I think my identity has always been consistent like the core of who I am like I am an outspoken person I am a person who has strong opinions I'm a person who likes to connect with others I'm a person who um enjoys a lot of different things. I like to be happy, I like to laugh. I think all of those things go um, into my identity and who I am as a person. But I think that as time has gone on, I feel like I've discovered different things um, about myself like over time. And I think all all of those stages of discovery were necessary for me to be able to sit here and to feel very confident in who I am or how I present myself um, in the world. Um, I'm like, so when we talk about like purpose, like I'm not going to be as vague. I'm just going to say outright. Um, So for me, I think within this like last year of, um, of life, I think that 
because I'm not someone who likes labels in general. And I think probably because for me, most things kind of run on a spectrum, like, and I like kind of flow in all spaces. <laughs> like it's cause I mean, and like one thing a lot of people will say is like, I have a lot of different friends and my friends are very different. Mm-hmm. So like, you wouldn't necessarily be able to place me based on who I'm friends with because all of my friends are different. But um, I think the part that I've come to is um, I'm a connector, right? Like I like to connect people to other people, but also I like to help people to connect with more authentic versions of themselves, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like for me, the way in which I operate and I move in the world allows people to operate and move within like who they authentically are, right? Because I feel like I present like in a very non-judgmental, I accept people as they are. And I feel like I'm a very like validating um, person. Me being a therapist allows me to operate more in that space and like what it is that I do for my clients. But in some ways, I also do the same thing for my friends and the people that I interact with um, in general. So like, so like if I think in terms of identity and like how my life has evolved, I think each year has just kind of unfolded more layers of that deeper this is what my purpose is and I do agree like mm-hmm. where like because I think your career is your career like that could be something that leans more deeply into like what your identity is but I also think we live in a capitalistic society where maybe your identity doesn't necessarily align with like a career field and so so like when people are like oh you need to figure out what your calling is and then that's what you need to do i'm like well i mean my bills have to get paid so like if your calling (laughs) is you know like art Mm -hmm. you might still have to have like a full-time job and maybe do the art on the side and so like i like i so i feel like that's why i think it's good that we're having this conversation because i feel like um, sometimes like it, like I think when we think of identity, it sounds like this very like transcendent experience where mm-hmm. like, woo, like, you know, some people have not found it. And I'm like, well, no, you might be 20% there. You might be 30% there, 40% mm-hmm. there. But the way that your life moves really unfolds like each layer of who you are as a person, you know? Yeah, I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with like being in that space um, of figuring out what that identity is, is to you. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't think that that's a bad place. And I wouldn't even say it's necessarily a struggle. I think all things, it's like all roads lead to the center. You know what I mean? Everything that happens in your life takes you to this moment where you're like, you know, this is me, this is who I am, or this is why God has me here. or And things like that take time. I don't look at it like, you know, I can't say that I necessarily struggle with identity, but for me it was like, I was always preacher's kid, right? Mm-hmm. So my said identity was associated with my parents mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, pastor's daughter or blah, blah, blah. So a lot of times. And then I was kind of going through like a period where I was like, man, oh, my parents going to get offended. But um, I'm pastor's daughter, but they're so busy. I don't know that they know me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm being recognized as their kid. And it was days where I felt like they don't know who Katara is. You know what I'm saying? So you go through these motions in life and you have these moments in life where you're you're kind of scattered brain and kind of figure it out. And one thing for me, because I I had the basis and the foundation of God, it was it never bothered me if I was like going through the motions and figuring life out. Like I was enjoying wherever God took me. (laughs) I had fun. I had friends that came and went. I had good memories with friends that came and went. I had relationships that had good and bad memories that all brought me to the core version of who I am today. And I think one of the things, I don't know, I guess that's, for me, that's the best part of myself is that I'm okay. Like, I love me. You know what I mean? I know not only who I am, but whose I am at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And so outside factors don't necessarily impact me. When I was young, I think they did a little bit. But I was talking to Courtney today. Because you ain't new yet. Yeah. (laughs) I was talking to Courtney today. I'm like, look, if I want to be a sleepyhead Monday, a wife Tuesday, <laughs> a working woman Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That that's what I'll be because I'm I'm so comfortable and who God has created me to be and I and I trust that wherever all things align for me, mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, God's getting the glory. I'm fine with that. You know, I love my ministry. I feel like my the best part of myself is my ministry. Mm-hmm. I feel like through um, praise and worship, I do things that I don't know that I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sure. afterwards, and mm-hmm. people are like, Katara. And I'm like, man, I, I ain't no Kiara Sheard or right. something. You know what I mean? I ain't Tasha Cobbs. I'm just having fun up here, you know? Yeah. So I think that God has given me the ability to be me and let my hair down while he gets the glory out of all of it where i don't have to worry about tomorrow i don't have to stress about that and it took me a minute to get there yeah, you know what absolutely. i mean Oof. i had my days where i was sitting on courtney's couch like she was the therapist <laughs> she was on my couch you owe me i'm just like you know she probably need a new couch at this point i i always think it's um it's interesting because i feel like whenever people especially like in church talk about callings and you know, all of, um, and maybe even I will say like I was guilty of this, like when I was younger, I think people think about like calling and purpose means that you have to impact the most people at mm-hmm. the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and I'm thinking about that because you're like, oh, I'm not Kira Sheard or I'm not Tasha Cobbs. <laughs> and I'm like, actually like, if we really believe that there's a plan and there's like a bigger plan that's in motion, even the smallest interactions are meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. So like, we don't even have to go past our community to have impact. It might just be like, today I'm talking to Courtney and maybe I say something um, and um, like I say something that touches Courtney and moves Courtney and that's enough. Like that is good enough. And why I'm saying that is like, I remember like when I first um, became a therapist, I used to have like this vision of how therapy is supposed to go, right? Like, I would say like profound things and then people would be like, oh my God, you put it all together. My life is like <laughs> perfection. And um, she cracked the code. <laughs> but then when I was in grad school and I was like working with kids, um, oh. I was getting into argument with kids like nah-uh, yeah-uh, like <laughs> um, type situation. Um, but like I realized like in those moments where I'm trying to like pull and push things into place those are the moments where things usually don't work right Mm -hmm. it's not happening right like when i'm trying to be profound with what i'm saying it's not working and i think part of that is because like usually like um i feel like i had this some supervisor that told me one time that 50 percent of therapy is just your presence i'm here right like that is 50% of it and then the other 50% is like techniques maybe skills like homework whatever type situation mm-hmm. because I'll have different clients that have come back and have been like oh you said this one thing like a couple sessions ago and then they'll repeat it and I was like who said that who said that I said that <laughs> like but it's like I wasn't saying anything that I thought was deep or even profound but it hit that person mm-hmm. in that moment right mm-hmm. and that's what it was meant to do right like and that wasn't me trying it just happened and so like i think um just being you is enough Mm -hmm. right Right. being you is enough in whatever space you're in in life right like and even like just being authentic and even sharing your experience because i think sometimes like you know like because we've all gone to church (laughs) um (laughs) it's i Oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm going to come back if it's important. Don't be losing your train of thought when we went to church. Yeah, don't be talking about church and then all, and all of a sudden. Oh <laughs> I'm going to need you to find there that it thought. There it is. Y'all found it for her. Look. <laughs> Wait, no, no. It's, no. If it's important, okay. we'll come back around. Okay. No, that's, I, I agree. Um, and that's why I would tell Katora. Katora would be so mad with me, y'all. We, we would be in the middle of the club, okay, as preacher's kids. And somebody would be pouring their life out to me. And I'm like, Katora, I got to talk to this person. Hold on. I got to tell them whatever God told me to tell them in the middle of the club. <laughs> Because they're like, come on. And I'm like, no, like, because I think about things like that. I'm like, why is this person telling me all of this right now? They don't know me. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, whatever I need to say is going to help them. So I, I agree with that. Like, you know, it doesn't like you don't necessarily have to make large impact. Like, like you said, those mm-hmm. those larger people. But just me being able to be on the phone with my friends, giving them an encouraging word, you know, making them see different perspectives that i mean that's what i enjoy that's mm-hmm. a part of my purpose but you know i also like you said i enjoy that aspect of my life too mm-hmm. so yeah. 
It's crazy you guys talk about that experience because that has happened so many times where you could be at the groceries, I don't Anywhere. know, just random places people and then just people just find so comfortable to talk to you about their life circumstance and no matter what's going on, it's kind of like, you know what, there's a reason mm-hmm. that I'm being put in this position to either be listening to you and or be providing you with some kind of solace or advice or whatever. So again, like just piggyback off what all of you guys are saying about living in your purpose even if you're worshiping for your church you could be impacting even if it's just one person sitting in that congregation mm-hmm. with what it is that you're praising and worshiping about it's going to have an impact so I'm just like you guys were saying like Joe was pointing out we just have to be ourselves be true to who we are and then the people that are supposed to be in our lives or gravitate towards us or gain something from being in our lives they're gonna do it and from those that we meet as strangers that we may not know or interact with on a day-to-day basis they may get something from just having having that interaction with us and learning about our experiences and us learning and listening to theirs. And I definitely think God, you know, brought us all to this point for a time for that, you know, everything that we went through, it wasn't necessarily fun while we were going Mm -hmm. through it. You know, obviously we have ups and downs, but where would we be and who would we be and how could we help somebody get to where we are now? If not for those, you know, different experiences or, conversations and sometimes mm-hmm. you could be telling somebody what they already know mm-hmm. but they just needed to hear it <laughs> from somebody else yeah. or you know what i mean like i remember my my first time i knew how to pray and i and that was the first time i realized i was the friend that people was gonna call for prayer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like i didn't know i gave that impression but here we are yeah. and it was so crazy that my friend entrusted me in a moment to come pray like you know she was going through it with her boyfriend whatever and she ran to my house i mean it had to be two o'clock in the morning why y'all ain't sleep why is y'all up arguing i don't know um but i went over to her house and um we were next door neighbors but i went into her house and her boyfriend was like get inside i'm like man i ain't going in there friend come out (laughs) (laughs) let's go to my apartment this man acted crazy he was like get in here katura get in here close the door i go inside and he's like, I need you to pray. I'm like, pray? <laughs> you did all that hooting and hollering because you wanted some prayer? You know, like, he was scaring me at the moment, you know. And I was like, Lord, thank you. Bless my friends and help them to stop arguing. Amen. He said, Katara, if you don't pray for <laughs> And I really did not know that I had it in me. Um, but he was like, pray for anything. I don't even care about this moment. Just, just let it flow. I'm like, man, why don't you do it? You know, in my mind, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm being put on the spot at two o'clock in the morning in my jammies. I'm walking outside. It's pitch black. What am I doing here? <laughs> and I pray. And by the time I opened my eyes, everybody in the room was boohoo crying. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I knew that everybody was crying. Around. I mean, with hands that let go, we was all walking around the room and it just flowed. And I was like, how did I even get here? You know what I mean? So I think that there are different things that God will put us through and align us with to show us who we are, mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing, who we are supposed to help, how we are supposed to help them. Mm-hmm. And from that that day forward, it was never an issue for me to pray for my friends. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it came where I decided to offer prayer, sit on the phone with my friends, right. you know? So you just never know what life is taking you to mm-hmm. and how you figure out you know what it is and who it is that you are yeah. and chloe baby bailey will look back on doing it's a new dime it's a new day and yeah. lingerie on the floor and realize who she supposed to be singing gospel <laughs> <laughs> you know i was watching um kind of going with what um katura said i was um because you guys know i've been watching like a lot of um these videos because yes. i share right. <laughs> but um i was watching this video and um the the something that one of the um ladies said was um she said just in the as we're talking about um church and she said um there's nothing that's lost right so like with um what katora is saying like every single experience is just part of it right like it's part of the bigger plan Mm -hmm. so like none of the and 
speaking as someone who's had experiences where I still don't understand what the purpose was Mm -hmm. behind that experience as someone who doesn't understand some of like the suffering that I see in the world and like anyone will tell you like from the time I was younger I'm like I have a book with questions so when (laughs) I meet my maker I'm be like okay before you decide where I'm going I have some questions (laughs) and we're gonna have this conversation (laughs) (laughs) so you think people in the back of the line hurry up no no time in all eternity we have eternity so you go ahead and you wait your turn because this is gonna be my conversation with my father um but um but so like as someone who doesn't understand um everything i still think that each experience builds something right so Mm -hmm. like for me, I think like certain experiences that I don't understand, I think in some ways has made me more empathetic, mm-hmm. right? So maybe we don't have, we don't share the exact same experience, but we share that same feeling, right? Like maybe we know what it feels like to be betrayed, or maybe we know what it feels like to be hurt. Maybe we know what it feels like to be alone. So like in whatever experience you're having, like I, I don't even have to say like detail for detail what it is that's happening you don't even have to share but maybe i could share like hey i've had that feeling before so i'm gonna sit with you in that space mm-hmm. right so i um like in so like in terms of like identity and where like where we want to go I think like before like i said it's like a lifetime experience because i think who i am right now at Okay, I, I think I'm 31. I think I am. I think, right, because I think I turned 32 this year. Just, it's 30 something now. It's, oh, well, 30 yes. something or whatever mm-hmm. is different than who I was when I was like even 25. Even how I move in my friendships or how I move in my um, relationship with my husband compared to like how I was like when I was still dating and I was doing all of that um, back and forth. So I think I know who I am now. But I'm also very open to the idea that that is going to change over this mm-hmm. next decade of life. But the other part that I was going to say, too, though, is so sometimes we don't know who we are, but people around us see who we are. Mm-hmm. That is real. Girl, right? that's real. And, Jesus. And you, like if you put, if you surround yourself with the right people mm-hmm they'll be able to tell you who you actually are. And it's not coming from a place of, I have expertise over you, or like, I know you better than you know yourself. But I see characteristics and I see traits within you. I see strengths within you, and I'm trying to uplift you and remind you. Oh, sorry, hiccup. Okay. (laughs) But um, so I think like, um, for me, someone who I think was a godsend and someone who I think was put into my life is very much my husband, because I feel like my husband sees me in a way where I think nobody else sees me. And part of that is the intimacy that we have. Part of that is me and my ability to be vulnerable, because I think that he knows me better than I know myself and not because he has expertise over me or like he knows it like from some space but because sometimes like strengths that he will identify in me aren't things that I'm ready yet to Mm -hmm. fully embrace and be Mm -hmm. like okay this is me this is who I am but those traits are there and he helps me to like nurture that and lean more fully so to where like I can actually operate in that space of like you know make it till you make it right (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like at different points in my life I've met a lot of different people that have um, because I have that trust with them, because I built that relationship with them, when they speak over me, I can actually like listen and hear them and be like, I'm not in that space where I could fully take that on, mm-hmm. but I believe you, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So, but I feel good. like you can know who you are, but still need people around you to push you to that full potential of purpose. Mm-hmm. Because just because you know who you are doesn't mean we've maximized on that just yet. Right. There are certain things that we have to go through to get to that place to maximize on that. Like, I know I won't be closer to my full potential until I marry and until I become a a wife and have a Mm -hmm. husband because there are things that we're to do together in purpose. So it's kind of like I'm one piece of it. I'm doing what I'm doing now, but when I come together with this person, which God said that's supposed to be, you got to listen to God first. Mm -hmm. And then I just know that, you know, I'll reach another level, but I feel like we all, like, when you know who you are, you know who you are to the core, 
it ain't necessarily all these things ain't necessarily happen but that's a good point like being around people to push you to purpose as well that's good right it's definitely a part of the journey yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. love it is there like an identity test that we can do for an episode? <laughs> no, seriously, that would be nice. that would be good. Kind of let look. That's too much internet. It's, it's, it's AI and all this kind of stuff getting a little crazy. But, but, nope. Oh no, no, you go. Well, no, I was just gonna ask the question of like, what tips would we want to give to people? That's like, our epiphany. Go ahead on their on their like on their journey to like I'm trying to figure out who I am or like I'm trying to figure out what feels right, what doesn't feel right. What helps you along the way? I guess uh, I would say trust the process. Trust the process. It can be very confusing, especially when you feel like there's so many different directions you can be pulled into. Just trust the process. One, two, take it a day at a time. Trust your intuition, your gut. Use discernment. Um, and then those people around you who you surrounded yourself with, if they are uh, pushing you in a certain direction and they have your best interest at heart, take their uh, take what they're saying into heart, but also make sure that you're making the right decision for you. Yeah, I, I feel like um, to add on another way to like speed up the process in a sense of figuring that out is to be still i think we think like we got to be doing something and we got to be going through the motions i got to do this this and this to figure it out but sometimes Mm -hmm. being still is the best place that you could be Mm -hmm. be still be listening um so much will come to you in that still moment Mm -hmm. that will lead you exactly where you need to be um, you'll be able That's to right. hear clear things that will come to you in the form of somebody just coming to you randomly, speaking a word into your life, or, mm-hmm. you know, you might be watching a movie and get a revelation mm-hmm. just when you are still enough to say, you know what, I'm going to be still. And cause I want to know, start putting it out there, like ask the question, who am I and what am I here for? Mm-hmm. And, and those answers will make their way to you. Yes. Love that. Um, I, I think we're pretty much all saying the same thing. But um, for me personally, I think it's being open to being wrong. Um, Because I think um, for me, um, you guys know I'm an avid planner. That's one of my identities I plan. Um, But I think for me, being someone who is a planner, sometimes I can be rigid, right? And this is the plan that I had for my life, um, part A, part B, part C. And I think you have to be open to the plan not being the plan, right? Mm. Like, but also just being open in general, I think opens doors for you and like opportunities or like going. So, cause I feel like for me, like even just with my career and like each, door has opened another door for me right and part of that is my willingness to go into this space and make the connections because you never know what somebody like what who like who is in the room right or saying it out loud or how they can get you connected to like whatever the um the next thing is so i would say like be open um i'll close it out by saying read your bible no better way to recognize the voice than knowing things that God will say. Amen. <laughs> and knowing true. how he sounds and how he talks and what he wants for your life and who he says you are. Um, and, you know, I've been reading my Bible every night intentionally. And I've never felt closer. Um, so I think the safest place to lean is on God. Um, but that's our brown epiphany. So we had a. We had some ups and downs throughout this episode. Got some banter in the beginning. We we closed out on a serious note. Y'all already know what to expect out of the Brown Epiphany Girls. We love y'all and appreciate y'all so much for listening. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Yes. Don't forget to follow, share, and all of the above. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.